a church that has stood for soul winning, outreach, uh, and, and, and just standing on the, the truth of God's word. And so I'm praying this year that all of us will know him and make him known. And with that, our engagement in that, uh, we can see the, the kingdom of God expanded. Uh, the Lord's still working, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, so Ephesians chapter uh, 3 and verse 20, uh, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Do you believe that this morning? Amen. Amen. Uh, above all that we ask or think, he is able. Uh, and he says, according to the power that worketh in us. Uh, God's working and even God using us is not because of us. It's because of the power that is in us. Which, as a child of God, the Holy Spirit of God indwells the believer. And we may be a vessel but it's not about the vessel. It's about him. And so as we look at our theme, we'll continue verse 21. And unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. And so as we look at this, there are several things that we can learn from this passage. And we are not going to go uh, through all of them, but I want to just point a couple things out to you real quickly, just so you feel like I'm going somewhere fast, all right? Just a mental uh, exercise here. Uh, but let's look at a couple things here about this verse. Uh, we know right off the bat that God is to be glorified in the church, amen? God is to be glorified in the church, all right? God is to be glorified in the church. Amen. That is part of God's plan. We can see that. It's not about the man. It's not about, it's not about man. It's not about the pulpit. It's not about the pew. It's not about me. It's not about you. It is, it is absolutely everything about him. And we gathered this morning, not because of any individual. We gather because of Christ. We gather because of who God is. And, and with that, uh, there have been more books written, there have been more buildings built, there have been more lives transformed, all in the name of Jesus Christ. It is just amazing to see what he does. And he is still working. So we know that God is to be glorified in the church. Unto him be glory in the church. Uh, God's glory in the church is by Christ Jesus. He said, without me, ye can do nothing. Without me, ye can do nothing. And we might have this idea that, no, I can do this, and I can do this, and I can do this. If God doesn't give you breath, you can't do anything. There could be a sickness and your health taken from you, and all that you think is your abilities and your talents. Uh, we are so fragile. We are so fragile. And it is by Him that anything gets done. It is, it is because of who He is. It is because of what He has done that even gives us access to God. He, he is our Savior. He is our sacrifice. Uh, he is our high priest. Uh, he is our mediator, uh, the mediator between God and man. That's Christ Jesus. And so uh, we can't do anything on our own. It's through Him. And so in this, uh, these two verses, uh, we, see, we see God the Father, we see God the Son, and we see God the Holy Spirit, the Trinity of God working and wanting to be glorified in the church. Amen. And that should be what takes place. God's glory, we can see, in the church is to be throughout all ages. Amen. I have a problem with the hyper-dispensationalists that say, well, we are in the Laodicean age, and it is an age of lackadaisicalness, an age of apathy, and nothing is going to get done in that age. We just need to hold fast. 
Let me tell you, there are times where we hold fast, but, but the Scripture said that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. All right? That means the church is to be, uh, should be going to the gates of hell. We should be confronting the gates of hell. The gates of hell are defensive. They are not an offensive attack. We are to be on the offense. And here the Lord said, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages. Throughout all ages. I think that includes right now. It includes 2023. He still expects his church to bring glory to him. He still expects us to be about his work. And that is till he calls us home throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Uh, we, uh, let's see here. Warren Wiersbe said this. He said, why does God share his power with us so we can build great churches for our own glory so that we can boast of our own achievements? No, to him be glory in the church. The spirit of God was given to glorify the son of God and the church on earth is here to glorify the son of God. If our motive is to glorify God by building his church, then God will share his power with us. The power of the spirit is not a luxury, it is a necessity. And we need God's power. We are, we are serving in evil days. We are serving in dark days. But God's power is not hindered. God's power is not hindered. God's plan is not going to be stifled uh, by the devil. Uh, God, God is in control. And so uh, here, uh, we, what we do to glorify through Christ Jesus uh, should be done in the Holy Spirit, and that will last and continue throughout ages. But that's not what we're looking at this morning. I just gave you some points so you feel like we're doing well. All right. And I want you to look at this verse again, Ephesians 3.21. Look at it with me. He said, unto him be... Glory in the church. In the church. And this morning, I'm going to speak to you on that subject, glory in the church. And I'll explain those little brackets here just in a second. And let's pray. Father, I do pray that you'd bless now this time. May the Spirit of God uh, work in each and every one of our hearts. Thank you for assembling us here together. And I pray that we would grow uh, as individual believers, but I pray that we would grow uh, as an assembly of believers, as a church. And, And so may you be glorified this morning by everything that's done. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. We look at this, if we were to look at it and break this, uh, this, uh, this sentence down, uh, we have him, glory, and that little prepositional phrase, in the church. Uh, and glory is to be in the church. And so the church then is to be bringing glory to him. And so that little prepositional phrase uh, is modifying uh, the word glory. So glory to him uh, should be in the church. So this glory should be a focus uh, of our mission. Uh, As a church, we should be focusing to make sure that he is glorified and that in the church. So, uh, So here, as we look at that in the church, we have to stop and ask ourselves then, who is the church? Who is the church? Who is the church? The word church is the, the it comes from two Greek words, uh, ecclesia, uh, it's a called out assembly. We are called out of one group, the world. We are joined to another group. Uh, we, uh, in, in the scriptures, we have people getting saved. Uh, they were added to the church daily, such as should be saved. Uh, we have them added to the church, salvation, baptism. We have them added to the church. Church membership has been uh, just sort of tossed aside uh, in our day. 
day and age, even in uh, Christianity as a whole, they have minimized the importance of it. Uh, but it is an assembly. Uh, and when we find the, the scriptures and the preaching and teaching, uh, there is scripture that was uh, directed toward all believers, but there is much of the scripture that was directed to uh, uh, specific bodies of believers, the church at, uh, we go into Revelation 2 and 3, and you will see unto the angel, the pastor. Did you know you had an angel? And so uh, the pastor is the angel of the church, the messenger. The word angel means messenger, under the messenger of the church at. Uh, and he goes through these seven churches, and he was directly talking about an assembly of believers, a local assembly uh, of believers. So, so then, the, who is the church? And uh, with this, the assembly of the church, uh, and Baptists have always believed in a saved baptized membership. That's always been taught. Uh, it, is, it is historical. I believe it is biblical. Uh, and when somebody wants to join the church, they need to be saved. Can two walk together except they be agreed? No. Uh, there needs to be that agreement. Uh, the baptism, uh, we, see, uh, we see the uh, saved, uh, uh, we see saved membership uh, where, where they were uh, added to the church daily, such as should be saved. We see in Acts 2.41 uh, that baptism, after baptism, they got baptized and were added to the church, uh, about 3,000 souls, Acts 2.41. And so we see that uh, salve, salve, uh, saved, baptized church membership. Uh, and, and with that, uh, he is referring as this church, as this assembly, uh, as people of the church. He is not talking about a building. He is not talking about a, a uh, uh, denomination. He's talking about the people. And unto him be glory in the church can only take place if the people of the church glorify him. It's not some mystical thing that just happens. It is God's people choosing to glorify God. And when the church assembles, and he's talking about the assembly, the assembly of believers should glorify God. Let me tell you something uh, this morning. Uh, as just you coming has been a blessing. I heard Brother Franklin this morning. Uh, he mentioned in his uh, class this morning uh, that just you being here was a blessing. It was an encouragement. Uh, and we're going to go through some things this morning. I've got 43 points uh, on how to glorify God in the church. And so we'll get done next Tuesday. Uh, and uh, no, just kidding. Uh, but here we should be bringing glory in the church. So what brings glory in the church? Number one, preaching and teaching should glorify God. Preaching and teaching should glorify God. Now, let me tell you, both of those are not one way. Both of those are two way. All right, uh, because there has to be someone to preach and there has to be someone to listen. It's both ways. It is not one-sided. The teaching, uh, that has to be the person that uh, has, has prepared and planned and, uh, and presented truth, but there also has to be students that are there. And, and without the, uh, both sides, then uh, that, that is not being completed. Uh, Man-centered preaching does not glorify God. Man-centered preaching does not glorify God. And you can turn on any religious station, I don't care which one it is, and it's almost always man-centered. It is few and far between. It is not, though, just about the man that is preaching. It is the preaching that is about the men and women who are listening. 
When I say man-centered preaching does not glorify God, that means the preaching is not to be about me, and that means the preaching is not to be about you. Now, there's a mindset here. Why do you come? I want to be helped. Praise the Lord. I want to, I want to grow. Okay? Still about you. I want to feel good about myself. You know, preaching is not about us feeling good. And there are many churches that are full this morning, and everything is about making everybody feel good about themselves. And let me tell you something. When I open up the Word of God, I get convicted. Why? Because everything's not right. There are areas where I need to grow. There are things that I need to do that I have omitted. There are sins of omission. There are sins of commission. Uh, But when we gather, as the church gathers, we are to be gathering uh, to bring glory to God. And in our glorifying of God, we know that that preaching and teaching is a part of it because the preaching and teaching helps us understand who God is. And if I have God in the right place, it's going to put me in the right place. But if I don't have God in the right place, now it's all about me. It's about what I want. It's about what's convenient for me. It's about what works in my schedule. It's about uh, how I feel. And church isn't about how we feel. Now, I love you this morning. But I love you this morning enough to tell you that preaching and teaching is going to convict It is going to point out things that need to be addressed in our life. We we should not be satisfied. David said, I will not be satisfied till I awake in his likeness. Until we have a glorified body, we got work to do. Those of you that have been saved over five years, uh, you, you need to make sure that you are being purposeful about your faith. Because it's not new anymore. It's not, it's not something, oh, I've never heard that before. You get saved and it's just like, wow, I've never heard that before. And this just makes so much sense. And, and you start seeing all of that after a period of time. And you know it. Uh, wake up. Uh, you, you, uh, you, you come and you see it. And it's like, okay, yeah, I've heard that message before. Unto him be glory in the church. Uh, What is going to bring that glory? Uh, It it is going to be preaching and teaching. It should glorify God. Acts 5.42, and daily and in the temple and in every house, they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. Don't get tired of of the teaching and preaching of Jesus. This was going on daily. Man, preacher, you want me to come back for Sunday school? (laughs) You want me to come back Sunday night? You want me to come on Wednesday night? What? So so here we have have all of this, and in the Bible it was daily. Man, you better be glad Paul wasn't your pastor. And so uh, here it was daily, and in the temple, in every house, they ceased not to teach and preach. Acts 15, 35, Paul also and Barnabas continued in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. There were other people that were the teaching and preaching, and it's not just my responsibility to do the teaching and preaching. Every one of us that knows the truth should be sharing it. We should be sharing it. It should be shared in your home. It should be shared with your friends. It should be shared with coworkers. You say, well, they're not Christian. Well, the biblical principles that you learn, they work for everybody. And you can help people by teaching biblical principles and not even telling them it's church. How many of you have heard of John Maxwell? John Maxwell. 
All right, John Maxwell was a, a preacher down in San Diego, and he got out of ministry, and he went into teaching leadership. And uh, he was primarily churches and teaching uh, just within the Christian realm on leadership. Well, he, he branched over into the secular world, and he started getting contacted by these Fortune 500 uh, companies. And he came in, and he started teaching, and everybody was just blown away. They're like, where did you get this information? This is so fresh. This is nothing like what we've heard before. And he said, you don't want to know. And they're like, no, no, you got to tell us where this came from. And he said, it all came from the Bible. You know what? It's sad that the secularists will embrace biblical teaching because they know it works when Christians won't even embrace it. Come on now. Hello. Preaching, teaching, it glorifies God. I mean, when we respond to the preaching and teaching, it brings glory to God because He is working to accomplish something. He has a kingdom that He wants expanded. He wants people to be reached. uh, And He uses us, and we get to be a part of that. But when we are responding to the teaching, preaching, what do we find? God is glorified by the results of that. Acts 28, 31, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ, with all confidence, no man forbidding him. So the preaching, the doctrine, the teachings there, uh, it it should bring glory to God. It's revealing who God is. It's revealing God's plan of redemption. It is revealing the mission and the message of God's truths to humanity. And it brings glory to him. So number one, uh, the teaching and preaching. Number two, prayer. Unto him be glory in the church. Prayer. Prayer needs to be a part of the church. In the church, ecclesia, called out assembly, people, For prayer to be glorifying to God in the church, that means God's people need to be a praying people. Amen. That focus impacts when we get together. It's not just that we pray when we come to church. Though we do, there ought to be a focus on prayer in every believer's life. Because the church is just the believers. It's just the assembly of those believers. And if we are not praying privately, we're not going to be glorifying Him in prayer publicly. Amen. So prayer, Matthew 21, 13, and he said unto them, it is written, my house shall be called the house of prayer. Prayer. But you have made it a den of thieves. It was about everything else. It was about the sacrifices. It was about the selling, the gain. They had merchandised God's house. And God said, you've made it a den of thieves. He said, my house shall be called the house of prayer. You know, on Wednesday nights, we have dedicated, and we have for years, time corporately for our church family to pray. But that time of prayer, it should just be sort of a fallout of what's already going on. You know, if God is going to be glorified this year, Bible Baptist Church, we need to be a people that is glorifying God in the preaching, but we also need to be glorifying God in the prayer. We need to be 
Spending time with Him in prayer, that uh, corporate prayer as a church family. Uh, but God is glorified when the church, when the people pray, uh, and you need to pray. Uh, and we, we need to spend time praying uh, in, in our lives. Now, when we pray, we can stand, we can sit, we can kneel, we can lay prostrate, we can walk, uh, but we need to pray. Uh, and with that, that prayer, it needs to uh, be to him, uh, and unto him be glory in the church. And, and God is glorified when his people pray. Why? Because they are building a relationship with him. You spend time with somebody, you know what's important to them. You spend time with God, we find out what's important to him. It impresses our heart. It helps us to have a better understanding of that, uh, of his mission. So preaching, prayer, number three, unto him be glory in the church. Your presence. Your presence glorifies God. You know, if you walked in this morning and there were four people in here, what would your spirit be? What's going on? What happened? Where's everybody at? It would be deflating. Right? You remember just a couple of years ago when we were closed down? Reaching to a, to a camera in the back of the room? And an empty auditorium, and we had some people up here with the music and whatnot. Man, we ain't ever going back there. <laughs> That's not happening. Uh, not happening. Uh, but let me tell you, with that, uh, there was the assembly of God's people. You walked in here this morning, and you looked around. It's like, wow, this is exciting. People are here. It's encouraging. We sing. You know, there's a difference when five people sing and when 150 people sing. Amen. There's a difference. And there's a difference not just on what goes heavenward. There's a difference on what happens one to another. And that encouragement and that blessing that's there, it brings glory to God. Uh, why does your presence bring obedience or bring glory to God? Because of obedience. Hebrews 10.25, the Bible says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Go ahead and change that slide. Uh, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. What is it? We find that, uh, that people that are not assembling, uh, there is if it is not because they're sick or cannot come, uh, different dynamics, there are, there are situations where people aren't able to make it. But here God says not forsaking. God looks at us missing church differently than we just miss church. It's a conscious decision. Hello? Conscious decision. And if we are making conscious decisions not to come to church, what is it that took the place? Maybe it was golf game. No, that wouldn't do it. Maybe it was a fishing trip. Maybe it was shopping. Guys, I hope that is never the case with you. <laughs> Fill in whatever it is that we substitute. God doesn't say, well, I understand, you're there most of the time. God says not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. When somebody uses the word forsake, that is, a, that is not a casual word. 
That is a defining word. Hey, pastor, when should I be at church? Every time those doors squeak. Say, pastor, you really believe that? Absolutely. I believe it. I heard that as a new believer. And you know what? I was the one that benefited. Pastor, you're pointing me out. I'm not pointing you out. I'm just telling you, I grew as a believer because I put myself under the teaching and preaching of God's word and God has blessed it in my life and, and I, uh, I would not trade it for anything. I wouldn't trade it for Super Bowl Sunday. Say, Pastor, that's not for a couple of weeks. I know, I know, it's coming. I wouldn't change it for World Cup. That's where I'm going. I'm not changing it for anything. Our kids did not participate in Little League. Do I have anything against Little League? No. But the games were on Wednesdays and Sundays. You say, well, they're missing out on so much. I think they're okay. They're well-rounded. They're not living in my basement. That's why I don't have a basement. <laughs> you know, we, we need to be very cautious on what it is that we allow. It brings glory to God. Your presence brings glory to God. Your being a part of the work of God brings glory to God. Uh, when, when people are coming and they walk in and they see a house full of people and the preaching goes on and there's amens and there's praise the Lord and that's right and that's good. What do you know what happens is other people that are sitting there, they're thinking, okay, it's not just the pastor that believes that. These other people must believe that as well, and it must be true. And you know what that does? That helps them take steps of faith. I'm not going to take that step purposefully. Uh, and so presence, not forsaking, uh, surrendering your schedule to God to a spirit-led schedule glorifies God. Amen. That's good, preacher. Man, that's good. Without the presence of God's people in God's house, the doors close. That does not glorify God. 490 churches since COVID are closing a month in the United States. 490. Do you know why? Because God's people's presence is not in the house of God. Now let me tell you, online is a blessing, but let me tell you this morning, if you could be in God's house and you're watching online and you are making a conscious decision to do something else, I'm telling you, you are helping the church close. Yep. God's people, the presence of God's people in the house of God is important. It's important. Say, I just, you just made a bunch of people mad. I'm used to it. All right. The life of a church, it takes people. The expansion of the kingdom of God, it takes people. Uh, the mission, the great commission, it takes people. So what brings glory to God? Uh, glory in the church. Uh, it is the preaching, it's prayer, it's the presence of God's people. And lastly, it is the proclamation of salvation. Proclamation of salvation. The message does not change. We got to keep on teaching and preaching that Jesus saves. 
Amen? He saves. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus. Uh, that's in the church, in the people. Uh, Paul said in 1 Corinthians, he said, For though I preach uh, the gospel, I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. And that's not just the preacher's responsibility. That is every believer's responsibility to take the good news of the gospel and to send it around the, the world and across the street. You know, it's a lot easier to put money in for missionaries, isn't it? That's a blessing. I'm glad we support missionaries. But that doesn't mean that we don't have to do anything here. Supporting missions is a part of the mission. Going into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Uh, that, that is part of the, the mission, is to get the gospel out. Uh, but as, as believers, we got to make sure that we are keeping our focus right. Uh, glory in the church. When God's people are concerned about getting the gospel out, uh, that brings glory to God. Romans 1.16, Paul said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation uh, to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Uh, John 15, 8, herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. And here we just see that God's word needs to be going out. Amen. We as believers, if you have accepted Christ, we need to be engaged in telling somebody else. We have visitors this morning from door knocking yesterday. What a blessing. Praise the Lord for that. Uh, we, we need to be telling this world about Christ. We need to be sharing the good news of the gospel. Brother Fong, a good friend of mine, I've had him preach here before. Uh, he, was, he just put a tweet out this week. Yesterday, they had 90 soul winners out. Wow. 90 people. Went out soul winning. Wow. He said, well, they have more people. Do you know why they have more people? Because they're going out and telling people. And when you're out sharing the gospel with people, what happens? People get saved. You see, we've got a mission to accomplish. Glory in the church. Uh, when glory, uh, when, when the, there is glory in the church and God is glorified in the church, Christ is being preached and salvation is being declared. Don't get tired of the gospel. Years ago, I had somebody say, Pastor, I, I really just don't want to come Sunday mornings because all you do is preach on the gospel. And I looked at him and I, and I was like, are you kidding I mean, it's not like I preach a salvation message every, every Sunday morning. But that's pretty telling about the condition of our heart, if that's what we think. Salvation, the salvation message should stir your soul. You think about what God has done for you and what He saved you out. Boy. I just about did it. What he has saved you out of, what he has saved you from, man, salvation. What a wonderful story. And there are a lot of people that have not heard the story. They know the name of Jesus, but they don't know why he came. They don't know that he loves them. They don't know that they need to accept Christ and what he did on the cross pay their sin debt. They just need somebody to lovingly show them. They just need somebody who'd be willing to give a little bit of time to share the gospel. Unto him be glory in the church. Glory in the church. That glory in the church will only take place when the people in the church are a part of his mission. 
We've got to be, we've got to be active. We've got to be engaged. And in doing so, what do we find? We find that God is glorified. And it's not just he's glorified in the pastor or uh, in uh, specific people in the church or individuals. He is glorified in the church, in the assembly of believers that love him or are endeavoring to follow him and give him first place in their life. Uh, The first and great commandment, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. And the second is likened unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two laws hang all the law and prophets. And God can be glorified in the church. We have, we, we have a vested interest collectively, corporately to bring glory to God. We assemble, God needs to be glorified. And as we are growing in our faith and we are allowing him to work in our life, what will we find is we will find that God is glorified in what he is doing. And not just the corporate church, but what he is doing in the individual lives of each believer. I don't know about you, but I want to keep growing. I want to I know him better. I want my faith to grow. I want him to be glorified. And with that, if that's our heart, Bible Baptist Church in this 50th year of knowing him and making him known, we can continue to see God glorified. And as God is glorified, our area will be impacted. Marysville, Linda, Olivehurst, Plumas Lake, Yuba City, they need Christ. We're not going to worry about Grass Valley or Penn Valley or any of those people up there for the bill. Browns Valley. No, we can keep on spreading now, but the reality is God has put this church in this area to reach people. He is to be glorified. Glory in the church. In the church is in the people. Are we individually glorifying God? If we are individually glorifying God, corporately we will be glorifying God. Father, I pray that you'd help us this morning. You know the needs of each heart. Those that uh, have, have uh, uh, been saved and, and have followed you, Lord, in their lives. And uh, they are a child of God. And, and I pray that you would help them, Lord, to, uh, to really sense and see the importance of glorifying you. And, and may we grab a hold of this. Uh, maybe it's gotten a little bit old. I pray that we would be stirred in our soul. Uh, those that uh, this is all new, I pray that you would give them uh, just confirmation of the truth of your word and, and help us, Lord, to help them in their uh, journey of faith and growth. I pray that you would bless now this morning. If there's one here that does not know you, may today be the day that they put their faith in you. Those that need to be baptized and uh, those that need to join the church, whatever decision it is, help us to make them today uh, glory in the church. And may you be glorified for Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Let's stand together. The instruments are going to play and if the Lord spoke to your heart this morning, you respond. You respond. If you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, let me encourage you to come. We'll have someone take the Bible and show you what God has to say about you. You need saved. You need to follow the Lord in believers' baptism. bit of separation between you and your God. Let's bow a knee and let's pray and ask Christ to 
draw you back. watching online this morning. If you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, let me encourage you to text heaven to that number that's on your screen. And we'll have someone get in contact with you and answer any question you may have about your eternal destiny. would you continue to pray as others are being dealt with this morning seated. And this morning we had Mercy Alejandra Rosal come, and she's already accepted Christ as her Savior and is going to follow the Lord in believer's baptism this morning. And then we had Debbie Rose come this morning, and she's been coming uh, for a while and uh, coming to join the church this morning. And so praise the Lord, she's been saved and baptized and is joining the church, and praise the Lord uh, for that decision. And so I will step back and we'll prepare for baptism, and we will have a song. Brother Davis, you come. We're going to sing together. You can remain seated. Song number one, I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus. I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus. That's song number one. Let's start singing on that first. 